Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is February 20th, 2024. It is Tuesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Evolution of a Witch Prompt Journal. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, you've got to love yourself first. You've got to be okay on your own before you can be okay with somebody else. Jennifer Lopez. So we're talking catnip this week. So catnip can be used magically. And according to 3morgana.com, catnip has multiple magical attributes. It's used in healing spells, enhances sleep, tranquility, and dreams, tunes in your psychic ability, promotes love, luck, friendship, and happiness. Sprinkle a little bit of dried catnip around your house to make you and your guests feel happier. You can also use catnip to bond with your cat on a spiritual level, not to mention how funny it is when they have some. We also grow catnip uh, here at the blog headquarters, according to the article. So yeah, super cool. Uh, and I've you know had friends use it to represent their cats in their spell work. All right, moving into some headlines. This comes to us from Variety.com. What We Do in the Shadows spinoff, Wellington Paranormal expands as a podcast. So if, if you've been listening since the beginning, you'll know Wellington Paranormal Cat is a spinoff of What We Do in the Shadows, the New Zealand-based movie and later TV show. So now it's going to be a podcast. So, Wellington Paranormal, the series spinoff from the 2014 breakout hit film, What We Do in the Shadows, is launching an audio companion piece. It is produced by Frank Podcasts, a New Zealand-based podcast, uh, podcast network. Podcasts will feature actors, writers, directors, and more, delving into the making of Jermaine Clintman's produced and Taki Watiti's executive produced TV series, Wellington Paranormal. That's exciting. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch it. I just haven't. So the first episode launched at the end of last year. Uh, so you can check it out. Uh, just type in Wellington Paranormal if you're into what we do in the shadows and you're just kind of curious or just want something new to listen to. Definitely check it out. Uh, it sounds really cool. All right. I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, February 20th. The waxen gibbous moon continues to make a pillow fort in Cancer today. Here, the moon trines Neptune. This aspect lends a dreamy pall to the day. We feel better when we allow our minds to drift with these vibes. It'll be particularly difficult to focus with this aspect, so... It may be wise to leave room in your day for some unstructured time. 
If you don't, you may find that your attention wanders unintentionally. Give yourself a break today. Allow some time to space out a bit and detach from the real world. When you come back, you'll find yourself refreshed and ready to recommit to the day. Your daily moon mantra is, an empty tank will take you nowhere. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Revolution of a Witch is a prompt journal made for witches by witches. Do you believe in good versus evil? What three items would be used to summon you? Who has been the most impactful person in your practice? These questions are meant to not only help you think about life from new perspectives, but to elevate your magic as well. Whether you want to write your responses and move on, or use this journal as a jumping off point for future conversations with friends, Evolution of a Witch is a judgment-free space for you to share your thoughts and ideas. Evolution of a Witch by best-selling author Tanya Brown is available for order online at your local bookshop or wherever books are sold. All right, we are back. So this is day two of our self-love series. Yesterday we talked about resilience and today we're talking about risks, but like the good kind. So as a reminder, uh, all of this information comes from the three websites, betterup.com, forbes.com, and wondermind.com. So if you're into any of this information and you kind of like the vibe, check out those websites. This is where I sourced all of this information. And I did my best to make sure it, that it uh, was quality, peer review, my therapist, things like that. So risks. When we're, really, when we're willing to take risks, we do so because we have faith in ourselves. We know that we'll be able to handle the outcome, whether we get what we want or not. A big part of that is self-trust. But it's also a belief that you're worth the investment. Now, imagine this scenario. A loved one, like a child or best friend, wants to try something new. If they shared their insecurities with you, would you tell them they're probably right and most likely going to fail? Or would you encourage them to take a chance anyways because you believe in all the reasons why it would work out? When you love yourself, you're able to identify both opportunities for growth and chances for you to shine. Risk-taking isn't just about doing something that seems fun. It's also about giving yourself the best possible outcome to succeed. We won't get far in life staying in our comfort zones. So this is interesting. And when I saw this, I definitely couldn't help but think about a lot of write-ins we get to the podcast. So again, if you're like, how does this relate to magic? Whoa, if this one, this one really, really does, especially to a lot of insecurities, I feel like witches have. So we get a lot of write-ins or questions where people go, maybe this isn't just for me. Maybe I'm not a witch. How do I know what, what I like and what I want to try? When I hear that, it basically tells me that they're struggling with self-love and self-care. Because like it says here, risks means you trust yourself and you're willing to spend the time on yourself. So when we have witches who maybe feel like this isn't for them or they feel like they're not a witch because they're just struggling to get their footing, it's really interesting and it really reminds me of this fear of taking risks. 
what if I fail? What if it doesn't work out? What if I'm not good at it? And I have seen this not only on the podcast, but actually firsthand with some witches where they want it so badly, right? It's like, it's so important to them and they love it so much and they want it so badly. Their anxiety starts to get into the way. They start to self-sabotage, right? They get really, really anxious and really worked up because what if it doesn't work out? And it's like, that means you, that you don't trust yourself. You don't trust yourself. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay. That's okay. There's more things to love, you know? Or when we have witches who maybe they're struggling with what to learn or what to read or where to spend their time. I'm going to be honest, that's never anything I struggled with personally. I've never struggled with where to spend my time because we have to remember witchcraft is never about the end journey. It's always about, or I'm sorry, it's not about the end goal. It's always about the journey along the way. And the journey is reading and learning. And who cares if you take a month course on crystals and then decide you hate crystals? That wasn't a waste of time. You were still learning. You were still gaining information. And yeah, you might not be into crystals, but in 20 years, a new witch is going to come to you and have questions about crystals. And you're going to know it because you invested that time into yourself and your knowledge bank. You know. So when I saw this, I was like, wow, this really struck a nerve with me as someone who has either spoken to a lot of witches who maybe seem insecure or have interacted with witches who you can clearly tell they want it just so bad. They want it so bad that they're sabotaging themselves, you know? So self-love is about willing to take risks on yourself, willing to trust yourself, and willing to spend time on yourself, even if there's a chance it may not work out, okay? So let's talk about something else. Now, Let's talk about self-love and compassion. We talked about this a little yesterday. Self-love and self-compassion aren't quite the same thing, but they are related. So self-love has to do with whether or not you like yourself. It's your ability to find yourself worthy of trust, admiration, and care. Self-compassion is our ability to forgive ourselves and be gentle with our mistakes. Now, I know I just struck a chord with some of you, right? Learning to forgive ourselves and be gentle with our mistakes. Wow. Who here has said to themselves, I'm my toughest critic? How often do we beat ourselves up? And I can tell you, I do readings for a lot of people. I see this a lot in the cards. There's definitely a card combo I'm thinking of right now that when I see it, this tells me this is somebody who beats themselves up who is maybe harder on themselves than anyone else. That is self-compassion. Treat yourself as well as you would treat not even your best friend, an acquaintance. So I want you to ask yourself that question. Do you treat yourself as well as a casual friend or an acquaintance? Kind of get the measure of that. When we develop self-love by getting to know ourselves, we develop self-compassion by being gentle with ourselves. 
The process of self-knowledge and self-discovery, like we talked about yesterday, is a large part of what it takes to fall in love with ourselves. So I have some exercises for today. The first one, the way you speak to yourself significantly influences your self-perception and overall well-being. Incorporating positive self-talk and affirmations into your daily routine is a powerful strategy for enhancing self-love. By consciously choosing uplifting and empowering language, you can reshape your internal dialogue and foster a more positive self-image. Now, we share monthly affirmations in Which Way Magazine. So if you just want kind of one affirmation to repeat to yourself daily, but that you change it each month, that's a great one to look for. So start by identifying areas of self-criticism or negative self-talk. Notice when you're being overly harsh or critical with yourself and actively challenge these thoughts. Replace negative statements with positive affirmation that emphasize your strength, capabilities, and, and inherent worth. For example, if you catch yourself thinking, I can't do this. Counter it with, I am capable and I can learn and grow through this experience. So like we talked about the witch thing. Oh, what if I waste all my time learning about crystals and I hate them and they're not for me? Instead, go, I'm going to learn about crystals and it's going to enhance my knowledge base and let me educate people later. Right? See the difference? It's the same. The same thing is occurring. But it's just, again, that, that, again, that ability and willingness to take risks on yourselves. So the exercise is create a list of personalized affirmations that resonate with you and align with your goals. Repeat these affirmations regularly, incorporating them into your, your morning routine or moments of reflection throughout the day. Consistent practice will help rewire your brain to embrace a more positive and self-affirming mindset. We kind of talked about this during our self-planning week, self-planning, our planning week, <laughs> our planning series. We, we talked about something similar. Additionally, surround yourself with positive influences, whether through supportive friends, motivational uh, literature, or affirming podcasts. Building a positive external environment uh, kind of just helps and complements the internal work that you're doing. Next, give yourself a compliment. A small but effective way to make yourself feel good and ultimately boost self-confidence is by giving yourself a compliment. Quote, by complimenting ourselves regularly, it starts to shift the relationship we have with ourselves as well as our mindset, explains Dr. Yarwin. We are essentially training ourselves to focus on the positive, which create more positive feelings. Even if you don't feel like there's anything to compliment yourself about, something small, again, is going to help you with these habits. So if you feel uncomfortable talking to yourself or complimenting yourself, Set an alarm on your phone, like such as the morning or night before bed, and write it down in a journal instead of maybe talking to yourself in a mirror if that feels uncomfortable. And again, you want to compliment yourself. You know, you can say, I really think my eyes are a pretty color. I really think I'm super good at algebra. I actually think I park just fine. <laughs> you know? So 
compliment ourselves. And the third exercise we have today is create a mood boosting playlist. This is circling back to our creating a positive environment. So while it's healthy to acknowledge your emotions and sit with those feelings, we don't always have the time and space to do that. And even if you do, at some point, you'll need to stop yourself from slipping into a downward spiral. That's why having a curated playlist of motivational, calming, and feel-good music at the ready is the perfect way to lean into self-love when you feel blech. So for example, sort through music streaming services of your choice and create a playlist of pump-up songs. When tough feelings strike and you're not ready to deal with them, you're telling yourself, hey, I can see that you feel this way and I don't want to feel that way right now. So let's play some Blackpink, right? Or Billie Eilish or Olivia Rodrigo or Beyonce, just whatever you enjoy. So those are our three exercises today. Again, I know you can't do all of them and I know not all of them are going to be for everybody. So pick one, okay? Either affirmations, compliments, or a mood-boosting playlist. All right, witches, you've got this. You've got this. No, I see it. All right, so we're wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout-out to listener Casey O. Casey, you rule-breaking badass barn owl. Pietra Simmons. You glowing mystical leprechaun. Stephanie Young, you earthy, innocent newborn baby. And Audrey Grabowski, you scintillating, formidable witch. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And before we leave, I do have a little housekeeping. Over on the Patreon Wednesday, which is that today? No, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, we will be watching Charmed Season 1, Episode 17. So come hang. All right, witches, that's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources. Anything we talk about today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we'll talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.